listening to the Marketer DNA podcast, your internet marketing for business advice. Here's your host, Willie DeJarnet. What's going on, guys? This is podcast number 12, guys. Guys, today I want to share with you some training on blogging. And the title of this blogging training will be Blogging for Maximum Impact. And what I want to do is I want to share with you on another video uh, and it will be in audio form for this particular podcast. I want to share with you Jeff Stevens, you know, review of what's the best way to blog, guys, the things that make it real simple so you could, you know, blog. And, and you know, this is the form of what I do to market my business on Pinterest. You got to use it in a blogging format. And the reason why you want to do this, when you make a blog post or you consistent with your blog and you're pinning it consistently, you're branding yourself. Plus, you're getting traffic to your blogs and you have things working for you when you're not actually there, guys. You just have to work it in a a systematic way where you can funnel people to your opt-in page and to your whatever opportunity that you have. So this is a form that I consider is good far as networking. So when you're blogging, you're actually marketing, but you're providing people value to get them to what you have to offer, guys. So what Jeff is going to do in this particular training, guys, he's going to show you his method of setting up a blog and and things of that nature. Well, let me say what you can do to maximize your blog posts that can impact your business guys. So just take the time and listen to the training. Okay. I'll see you guys when it finish. Right. So this is being, this is about being able to quickly assemble your blog post and make it good without spending, really spending too much time on it. Okay. Does that sound good? Sound like a plan? You guys there? Are you awake? (laughs) Cool. All right, so ultimately, when you do know how to do this correctly, uh, and and after you've been practicing, um, basically your blog post, it it should take you no no more than like 30 to 45 minutes to complete and publish, start to finish, right? And even quicker when you're more experienced. Uh, We don't want to spend hours picking apart and reassembling a few paragraphs that you've written, right? Because honestly, you've got better things to do with your time. Okay, so let's go. So what's the first thing? Maybe you guys can chime in here. What's the first thing that is always always the issue when someone has decided, when you have decided to start a blog? I, I hear it all the time. You open WordPress, you click on Add New Post, and now you're staring at a couple of blank boxes that are there waiting for your input, right? Where do you start exactly? Where do you start? Right, unfortunately... <laughs> Blogs don't write themselves, right? So the first obstacle and the first, yeah, what to write about, exactly. The first obstacle most people face is the question of, okay, what the heck am I going to write about, right? And then you sit there for a while 
no brilliant ideas magically pop into your head and you give up and you go do something else, right? And that's actually what most new bloggers end up doing for a while. I know I did. I know a lot of people do that. What the heck am I going to write about? Now, I'm going to backstep a bit here because I'm going to assume at this point that you've already started a blog, meaning that you've already installed, you know, either installed WordPress or you've set up a blog account somewhere else. You know, it could be your global NPN instant blog or blogger or wherever. Um, so you should have you should have a basic outline of an idea as to what you're going to be writing out on your blog in general, right? A general idea of what interests you and what your blog topics are going to be related to, right? So, okay, cool. So back to thinking about what you're going to write about. Now, most of us don't consider ourselves to be writers, right? Now, let's. Um, Let's remove the word write from the whole idea here, write and writing, because honestly, the word writing and, and the word write kind of intimidate a lot of people. Okay, remember, we're not writers, we're bloggers. <laughs> Sounds funny, but there is a difference. Okay, so instead of thinking about what you're going to write about, maybe change your focus into something like, what message are you going to try to get across to your readers? Because that is what we're trying to do here, because there are lots of different ways to create a blog post. Right? And it certainly doesn't have to be like a well-written short story with perfect sentence and paragraph structure. Right? It's not the writing that's important. It's the message okay? and how, how you deliver that message. Right? So back to our, our, our idea here. We need to determine what our message is going to be. Again, what are we going to write about? So if you're stuck for an idea, nothing to write about, here's how most bloggers get around the obstacle. And I know I do. Okay, it's called it's called repurposing content. Okay, now what that means is basically to go to Google and search for something related to your blog that either you want to learn how to do, or something you know that your readers would be interested in learning, or someone that would be reading your blog is interested in learning. Right. So go find someone else's blog post related to what you want to know. Makes sense. And then do three things: read it, learn it and rewrite it. <laughs> okay, now it's important to realize that we're not going to just copy and paste someone else's content, right? And certainly not without giving them credit for it. What we're looking for here is inspiration and ideas. We're not just going to copy someone else's stuff. Excuse me. We're looking for something that drives us to want to blog about it from our own perspective. That makes sense. So again, what we want to do is what we call repurposing an idea. Not necessarily repurposing, repurposing content, but repurposing an idea or spinning an idea, right? which essentially means to take something that's already written, spin it or repurpose it to make it our own. Right? Again, we're not copying and pasting. <laughs> okay, so after we find what we're going to repurpose, again, we're going to do those three things. We're going to read it, we're going to learn it, and we're going to rewrite it. Okay, and this does take practice. It does take practice, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you that it is a thousand percent easier and quicker to do than trying to like come up with completely original content all the time. And I think you'll agree with agree with me once you start doing this. And all there really is to it is to take an idea and put your own spin on it. Right? Put your own opinion to it. Put your own personality behind it. Um, rewrite it in your own words. 
and change the format of how it's presented. Okay, and we'll go over that in a few minutes here. Remember that when you put your own personality and style into it, you do you reword it in your own words, your own style, your own personality. That's why people will come back to your blog. Okay, that is why people will comment on your blog. And that's why your people are, are going to share your blog posts on Facebook and Twitter. It's you. Okay? It's not your writing. It's you. It's your personality. Now, this is important. What we're talking about is different than something like um, article spinning. You guys have probably heard of article spinning, right? Which is basically just uh, getting an article, changing a few words here and there, and claiming rights to it. Right? <laughs> and doing that on your blog is just going to get you crappy content, uh, probably a bad reputation, and probably no traffic. Okay? So what we're doing is using other people's ideas to formulate ideas of our own for our blog. Okay? Does that make sense? Make sense to you guys? Are you guys still with me? Takes a while for those yeses to come through. That's cool. Awesome. So that's it, man. That's how we come up with new ideas when we are stuck with nothing to write about. That's how I do it. You know, and with all those great ideas out there, there honestly, there is really no excuse for not having something to write about. Okay, there really is no excuse. Okay, so go search Google for something relevant to what interests you. Find a blog that you can relate to, something that really speaks to you, and use their ideas, not their content, use their ideas as inspiration for your own content. Okay, and that's all there is to that. Cool. All right. Now, 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 on to our next section here. Now, I've read a lot of blogs. <laughs> Okay, I'm sure you guys have too, and we've all seen really good blogs. We've all seen really bad blogs, and we've certainly seen some really ugly blogs. Right? We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly for sure. Now, it's essential to understand what the most important elements of writing a good blog post are. Okay, there are a few uh, rules, in, in my opinion, or at least guidelines that you need to follow when you're putting together your blog post in order to make it attractive and make it just plain readable. Okay, so here are my five, it says Jeff's five rules of blogging. Um, <laughs> I forgot that I wrote that. Okay, Jeff's five rules of blogging. Your blog post should have, at the very minimum, number one, a compelling and relevant title. Okay, number two, an introduction, which is a, basically a short paragraph. And number three uh, is your content section. Number four, a conclusion. And number five, a call to action. Okay, those are the important elements of a blog post, okay, in my opinion. And if you know anything about sales funnels, which I know a lot of you guys do, you'll see that your blog post is, or at least should be, kind of assembled in the same way. It's, it's almost like a miniature sales funnel in itself, right, if you look at those five steps. Okay, can you guys can you guys see that? It is kind of like a miniature sales funnel. So let's let's go into each element a little bit a little bit deeper here. I'm going to cruise through this stuff a little bit quickly just because um, I want to get to the uh, the product announcement at the end of this. But here we go. Let's go into each thing here. Number one, a compelling and relevant title. Okay, this um, this is the most important part of your blog post. Because honestly, this is what your readers 
see first. Right? This is what Google sees first. This is what Facebook displays when you share your content. Okay? And how it's written can be the difference between someone reading the rest of your post and someone just leaving, going somewhere else, right? And we don't want that happening. So think of it kind of like <clears throat> think of it kind of like an email subject line. Okay, it has to be compelling. Right? So so to keep this part short here, your blog title is there essentially to create enough curiosity to convince the reader to keep reading. Right? It's the top of your sales funnel, it's the top of your, your blog sales funnel. Right? It's to convince the reader to keep going, keep reading. Right? And honestly, your content isn't really worth anything if your title doesn't make them want to read it. Right? Understand? Okay, number two in my five rules of blogging is your introduction paragraph. Okay, and this is something that surprisingly a lot of people don't include. Okay, or at least they don't do it effectively. Your introduction paragraph, your introduction should be a simple paragraph, right? Two or three sentences at the most. Real short, real to the point, real simple. Think of this paragraph as an extension of what your blog title says. Okay, ultimately this paragraph's purpose is to get your reader to read the rest of your content. Okay, it's like the it's like a teaser paragraph, right? That should make the reader think that the rest of your content is going to be awesome. It's going to be valuable. It's going to be useful. It's going to be you know maybe entertaining as well, right? So it's a short paragraph that tells the reader, here's what I'm about to talk about, and you have to read it. Okay, does that make sense? Remember again, this is all like a, a miniature miniature sales funnel. So like a sales funnel, we need to draw our reader down to the next step, which of course is number three, being your content, your content section. Okay, now your content section, this is where you this is where you get it. <laughs> okay, this is where the issues are revealed, right? This is where your opinions come into play. And this is where you identify the problem that you are going to help your reader solve. Okay, remember as I said earlier, when you're repurposing content, um, you can change the format of how your content is presented. There's lots of ways of doing this. In other words, your blog post doesn't have to be just like sentences and paragraphs, right? Boring. <laughs> okay, so having said that, let's talk about some of the different kinds of formats that your blog posts can be. There's tons of them, okay? And, and these, these should give you some ideas as to where to start if you are stuck with, you know, trying to stick with the same old boring paragraph after paragraph kind of in a blog. And if you're, you know, if you're sick of trying to compose new stories the same way every time. In fact, if you explore a few of these different formats and feel comfortable using like a couple of them, you'll find that your ideas are going to come a lot quicker because you already know how it's going to look, right? And it'll be a lot easier for you. So feel free to write these down. Um, th these formats are simply, like when I say blog formats, this is simply the way that your blog post is laid out and how you present your content and how you deliver your message. Right? So if you're scratching your head, hopefully these will trigger some good ideas. Now, keep in mind this is not an all-inclusive list. There are lots of different post formats, different ways of doing this. You can combine them, get creative, and that sort of thing. So we'll go over a few of these, and you can take note if you like, because there are some good ideas here. And I have done 
probably almost all of these myself. So here's some ideas. You can write storytelling posts, which is like um, how I accomplished XYZ task or whatever, right? Or you can share like an inspirational story, something that is a in, in the storytelling format. You can do best of lists, okay, which is like here are the best ways, the top ten, the best ways to accomplish this task, whatever you're trying to do. You can do worst of lists, which is the same sort of thing, but the opposite, right? The biggest mistakes that people make when they are trying to accomplish this. Okay, you can do resource lists. I've done lots of these where um, it's basically a list of where to find certain, certain products or, or certain types of services, maybe free ways of doing things or cheap ways or the best ways of doing things, right, and where to find them. And you can do review blogs, which are uh, actually a really good way to uh, sell things from your blog. They're there when you're re reviewing products because people search for reviews of products, right? You can do uh, more here. You can do video blogs, right, which usually you want to do a video on your blog in addition to kind of a short recap uh, through text, right? And remember, it doesn't have to be your video. You can use any other video on YouTube to get your point across as long as your message gets through. You can do audio blogs, uh, which are far less intrusive than videos, right? And honestly, it's easy, it's as easy as making this an audio version of your entire blog post that you had pre-written. Okay, it's just another way to deliver your message a more personal way. You can do uh, how-to blogs, which are pretty self-explanatory. You know, step-by-step -step instructions, how to do this, like a walk-through type of deal. Um, and you can also write those in the format of like a checklist, right? So someone can print them out. Sorry, and um, <laughs> just checking something out on my other computer here. Uh, you can do guest blogs, right? Which means you can have someone else post to your blog. You can invite someone to post on your blog, and you can post to their blog, and you get some, you can get some decent quality leads that way. And interview blogs, which is a cool way of doing it. You can find someone who knows how to do what you want to learn how to do, maybe an expert in your field or whatever, and you can do an interview. Interview of them or an interview of one of your team members, you know, just to sort of bring up a discussion. And that can be an audio or video as well. Um, you can do polls or surveys and report on the results on surveys that you've, you've done before previously to maybe your, your emailing list. You can do... Um, opinionated, or controversial blogs, right? Here's what I think about this situation, and, and uh, that's a good way to get the discussion going. You can do case studies. Okay, I did this, and these are the results that I got, right? Or I showed this person how to do this, and these are the results that they got. Okay, you can do, um, do follow-up posts, which are basically posts that refer back to a previous post that you had made, right? Maybe you're adding to some information that you had previously um, put in your blog, or you're updating it, right? Same with uh, repurposed blogs here, which is basically like taking an old blog post of yours and rewriting it, or updating it, or posting it as a new blog. Okay, cool. Again, not a list of every type of blog format here, but those should give you a good head start on some ways that you can format your blog posts. Cool, so moving right along, you guys still with me? Help me out here. Talk to me, type to me. All making sense?
Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, so the next step, we're not done the five steps yet, are we? That was still the content portion. Okay, cool. Moving right along to our conclusion. Remember, we're still talking about the five elements of your blog. Okay, so the conclusion of your blog, after your content bit that we just went over, your conclusion should be, I would say, maybe slightly longer than your introduction paragraph that I explained back in uh, step number one there. Um, and your conclusion is where you wrap things up, basically, for the reader. Right? It's almost like a miniature recap of your content with sort of a, a problem-solved type of structure. Okay, um, like without a conclusion, your content is just going to leave your reader hanging. And it's frustrating to read something without seeing a conclusion. Agreed? Agreed. Right. Again, again, this thing is a, is a mini sales funnel. Right? So you need to lead your reader to the next step. Okay? So your conclusion should be combined with the fifth element, which is your call to action, which is what we're going to next here. Now, most people relate the term uh, call to action as your request that your, beater, your reader um, buys something from you. Right? That's usually what you refer, what you think a call to action is. Right? But that's not what I'm talking about here. Okay? When I say a call to action, what I mean in this case is it's now your job to engage your reader and get them to perform an action. Okay? Get them to get them to do something, get them to perform a task. Okay, and there's lots of ways of doing this. Um, for example, your call to action here could be anything like um, asking them to opt into your list. Right? That's a fairly obvious one. We all, want the, we all want them on our list, right? You can ask them to comment below, which is obviously a fairly common thing, uh, comment. fairly common thing to do on your blog is ask them to comment. You can ask them to take a survey, right? You can ask them to just give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. You can ask them to read another one, another one of your blog posts. You can ask them to um, like your Facebook page, right? Or you can ask them to share your posts through social media or sign up for a webinar that you're going to do or a teleseminar or just simply just to click on a link, right? So it is something that you need to ask your reader to do, anything like that. Okay, that's what I mean by call to action. It's not necessarily click here to buy this product from me. It's here's what I'd like you to do next. You're, you're interested enough to read my blog post all the way to the bottom. Now here's what I'd like you to do. Okay, people like following instructions and people like doing things. Like reading stuff on a computer is as painful as it is, it's boring, right? So people want to actually be interactive. Okay, and when they actually perform your task, when they actually carry out what you've asked them to do, they are far more likely to remember you, right? And your blog, because they've actually been a part of it. They've interacted with it. Okay, see how that works? Okay, so again, just to, just to go back here, the five most important elements of blog composition. We just went over number one. Remember, compelling and relevant title. Number two, introduction. Number three, content section. Number four, conclusion. Number five, call to action. Cool?
Okay, so, oh, I just did that slide. Next slide. So to wrap things up here, I put together some kind of random tips and tricks and ideas uh, to ensure that your blog does turn out to be awesome. Okay, so we're, we'll go over these real quick. So make notes if you like. Um, I'll try not to go too quick in case you are writing stuff down. Um, yeah, and these are in no particular order of importance or anything like that. Okay, so let's go over some of these. Always use images to make your blog more attractive and to break up the content where necessary. Okay, be very selective with your, you should always have images in your blog. Always, always, always. Okay, and be selective with your images, right? Because many people will read your blog based solely on the images that you've chosen. I've had people tell me that, hey, I read your blog post because I like the picture. You know, it sounds stupid, sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Okay, and here's a here's a trick for you for uh, for uh, when you when you're sharing your blog post on Facebook. Um, a little trick that's sort of a psychological thing is that always use images. Uh, you know when you share your blog post on Facebook, it comes up and there's an image on the left-hand side which is pulled from your blog. Right? Always try to use images that point to the right, <laughs> that point over to your content, that point to the blog title on Facebook. Okay? It, it, it could be anything as simple as just a picture of a guy as long as he's facing the right way. You know what I mean? It actually works. You get more clicks, you get more interest when it's when they're actually highlighting the blog post with the picture. Make sense? That's a cool little trick that I learned a while back that works really well. Next trip, uh, trick, tip here, never leave your content as one long paragraph. Yeah, I saw someone's blog on um, the NPN Instant Blog the other day, and it was a title and one long paragraph. And that was it. Which is like, I don't know. I mean, nothing really, there's nothing more painful than trying to read something like that on your computer screen. It's hard enough reading stuff on your computer. So try to break it up. Make sure you break it up into short, specific points. Okay, no one likes reading more than two or three sentences at a time in a paragraph. Okay, so never do that. Next, use a PS as a call to action. Usually this is, um, usually you think of this as an email thing, right, the PS. But at the end of your blog, you know, say, have a nice day and sign your name or whatever, and then after that, put a PS. And use it as a call to action. Okay, because people always read the PSs. They always do. And same goes for email. Okay, use it for things like um, asking questions or getting feedback. Right, something like, let me, how, let me know how this works out for you. Right, and even if they don't respond to you, it just gives them that extra, that extra boost to interact with your blog. Okay, next is to link to other relevant posts within your blog post. Okay, a lot of people do this and a lot of people don't. Which it basically means um, you can link, link parts of your text in your blog post, right, or your images even, um, to another post on your blog, a previous blog post that is related to what you, just, what you were just talking about. Right? Or it can even be linked to other relevant posts on other people's blogs. Okay, that's a good thing to do as well. Right? Because it gives the reader something else to do when they're done reading, and it also gives them something to look forward to. Right? They'll read your 
post, and then they'll remember that, oh, that, that bit of text was linked to something else, right? So after I'm done with this, I'm going to go up and click on that, and that'll take them to another, another point in your blog. And it's all about engaging the reader, right? And if it's relevant information that you're linking to, um, your reader is going to appreciate it. They're going to hang around. They're going to read more, and they're going to come back, which is what you want. My next tip here, <laughs> don't, don't use crazy colors. We don't want crazy colors on your blog. Kind of goes without saying, right? Keep things simple and easy to read. There's some really ugly blogs out there, and they're really distractive, and they're just horrible to read. Okay, it's, it's hard enough getting people to read your blog in the first place. So don't make it difficult for them to actually physically read it once they get there. Okay, makes sense? So a lot of you know this. My big thing is keep it simple. Yes, Greg. <laughs> Next, always reply to comments. Always reply to comments. You know, it's funny how I go to all these blogs that have like 10, 20, 50 comments, and the author of the blog never even replies. It kills me. It's amazing, right? So if someone comments on your blog, make sure you reply to their comment as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Okay, that way they'll know that you're a real person, right? And that you're paying attention to what they're saying. Right? Because discussion um, fuels the blogging industry. It really does, right? So don't leave it. Don't neglect it. Make sure you take part in your own discussions. Don't leave it to your readers to talk about stuff. Okay, you have to engage them, reply to their comments, and keep them talking. Right? That's the cool thing about it. Keep asking questions. Keep them there. Next, comment on other people's blogs that are relevant to yours, okay, which means make good, uh, good helpful comments on, um, on other blogs, right? not spammy comments like, that's great, but come and visit my blog because mine's better. Nothing like that. Actually participate in the discussion. All right? And if you do that, you're going to get a link back to your blog from their blog, right? And link backs can be important for you SEO people, right? And the more relevant blogs that you comment on, um, obviously it's going to mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to mean more links back to your blog. Cool. Next. Use your blog as content for your contact list. All right, this is one thing people always say to me. Oh, I've built a list of three or four hundred people, but I don't know what to send them. All I want to, do, all I end up sending them is uh, like uh, sales letters. Come and buy this from me. I want your money, right? And you don't want to do that. And when you're building a list and you want to keep them engaged, right? Send them to your blog. Send them to specific posts on your blog as training, as information, as value, right? And give them some quality information that they can use, right? Not only will they, will they come back to your blog, hopefully, they're going to stay on your emailing list as well and not get too angry with you sending them sales letters all the time. Know what I mean? Share your content through social media. Most people do this. Uh, some people don't, right? Every post you make, every blog post that you create, um, you should share it. Share it in as many places as possible. What you want is feedback. You want interaction. Okay? If it's quality content, then people are going to appreciate 
you sharing it on things like Facebook. Right? Don't be shy about it. Go for it. You, know, you should be proud of what you do. This is a big one. Don't make your blog posts too damn long. Right? Because most people, myself included, most people skim through blogs as opposed to actually stopping and reading them. Some people read them, but most people skim through them, right? We have this weird computer way of reading things on the computer where we just kind of da 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 and go through it, pick out the points, right? And those are the ones that stick in our brain, right? So most people skim through them as opposed to actually reading them. And most people um, will scroll right to the bottom as soon as they get to your post. I know I do this. I scroll right to the bottom to see much actual stuff I got to read <laughs> to get to the end of your post to get the point across. And if it's too long, right, they're not going to get down to your conclusion or your call to action. It's funny, as soon as I hit a blog post that I want to read, the first thing I look at is the, the scroll bar on the right side of the browser. And if it looks like I've got to scroll down a long way, I probably won't read it. Okay? <laughs> so, um, yeah, get to the point. Get to the point. And if you can't make it shorter, if you do have a long blog post that you want to make, you can't make it shorter. Break your post up into multiple posts, then link them together and post them on different days. Right? So it's a three-day how to get your point across kind of blog. Right? Next, don't worry too much about search engine optimization, at least when you're starting out. Okay, because these days, I'll tell you one thing, these days quality content, quality content trumps everything else. Google is very good at indexing quality content over crappy SEO'd blogs that are like painful to read. Okay, so as long as Google can find you and your content is good and it's to the point and it's relevant, it's not all over the place, right? Don't worry too much about optimization stuff. And we can uh, we can go over that in another webinar. <laughs> And lastly, lastly, big one, be consistent. Be consistent. Okay, set up a regular blogging schedule for yourself. Seriously, do this. Whether it's every day or every week or every 10 days or twice a week or whatever it is, do it. And do it consciously and do it consistently. Your readers are going to appreciate it, and more importantly, Google is going to appreciate it as well if you're consistent. People will expect, if people are reading your blog, they're going to expect some new content, some new information, um, maybe not on certain days, but in certain time intervals. They're going to say, oh, this guy writes cool stuff like once a week, so I'll go back once a week. But if you miss a couple of weeks, they're going to say, well, where's this guy gone? You know, so be consistent. Be very consistent. I mean, I'm not a good one to talk about that, to be honest, because I have so much, other, so many other things going on that I tend to not be consistent with my blog, but I am more successful when I am consistent. That is certainly true. All right, so what do you guys think? Were those ideas of value to you? Awesome. I'm just going to grab a drink of water here. Okay, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> so take this information that I've just gone over here, and keep it all in mind, okay, when you're creating your blogs, so that you can, you can maximize the impact that your blogs are going to have, like right from the start. You know, this is, 
this whole webinar here is a bit of a shortcut to writing a, a decent blog. I hope you take it as that, and that uh, that you use this information that I put that put out there tonight. All right. So thanks a lot for listening to that part, everyone. So with that, I'm going to end this part of the webinar. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> and move on to what is next in our on our agenda. Okay, guys. You know that was a lengthy uh, recording, but I am telling you. And that is traditional old school marketing. But let me let me state this, guys. <clears throat> that particular blog post training uh, audio uh, uh, representation, it still impacts what's going on today in your blogging, guys. I'm just telling you right now, this probably will never die, guys. This will never die. I mean, will never die apologize for the misstatement i'm just telling you guys uh that's the reason why i decided to add this to the podcast because you know when you're you're driving and you're you're you're, you're riding and you you just need to listen to something that 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 can impact your business and make you better at your business guys you want to blog guys i'm just telling you a lot of people want to do it you know the old fashioned the way let me let me let me say they want to do it the the new new style where they're they're slaving over it, man. When you have a blog and you consistently posting, you're actually marketing and you're not there, guys, because you providing your audience value, guys, very good value. And I'm telling you, uh, this is your method that you need to go. You need to go the blogging route because you will get traffic from it if you consistently making posts guys and i like the way jeff did everything your, your posts don't have to be tremendously long it just got to be effective guys and he gave he gave you all the points within that message that he told you what you need to do but yeah i won't make this no longer because his presentation was already 30 minutes so but i just wanted to make a little bit something afterward that was presented hey guys Take care. Uh, I'm going to cut this short. And um, podcast number 12 is done, guys. I hope this training can help you guys. But I'm going to tell you something. If you do not implement it, listening to it can be a waste of your time. But I just tried to provide you guys with the best thing that I can possibly provide. Guys, I want you to take care. And um, hopefully I'll see you guys next week. And also, guys, always keep uh, Corona victims and all the things that are going on in the United States with the tearing up the building. Just keep these people in our prayer, guys. Guys, take care and be blessed. And hopefully I'll see you guys next week. You have been listening to the Marketer DNA podcast, your Internet marketing for business advice. Please don't forget to subscribe to this channel. I hope to have you here on the next episode.